What's up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the South Australian Nintendo podcast that is backed by a 120 Power Star rating. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and the doors to episode 153 are open. This week on the show, we've got a small, little tiny, small amount of news, not too much to talk about, but we're going to have some fun with one another. And that other person I'm going to have some fun with is my soulmate, my, I don't know, the hippopotamus of the future, Bryce DeWitt, I don't know. <laughs> the hippopotamus of the future? I don't even know what that means. Do you reckon you could elaborate on that or you got, you know? Well, you see, I'll, in the year 2050, things are pretty grim, you know. Mm. There's been nuclear wars. Donald Trump has started a war with China, like... You know, maybe about twenty years ago, maybe maybe about twenty-five. Mm. Uh, yeah. It's it's hard. You lose count. You know, in these in these times, uh, a nuclear winter happened, and the only thing that survived were the hippopotamus. Yes. And now the thing is, is scientists were like dying out, so they're like, "How can we get human souls in this hippopotamus?" Mm. And they managed to figure out a way using a special kind of, uh, I guess bug that takes over the host's body and mm. uh, then developing a drug in which they can take to take over the bug's body and then you do that vice versa with the hippo and now I'm a hippo. Wow. Well, that's great. It's incredible. It is incredible. Wow. Yeah. I thought I was just making up shit, but I've I've obviously stumbled across something very uh, very important here. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what you get, future hippo. Future hippo. Future hippo, do 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 do, fighting crime, saving the day. Yeah. Future so, hippo will come your way. <laughs> so you have been away for the weekend, Bryce. How was your weekend with the family in a robe? That was alright. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Just chilling. Just chilling. Get up too much? Not really. No. You know, and, and I think I think that was probably the case for most of us. We were just tired and wanted a break. I mean, it, it, we were obviously we were there for um. Uh, my mother-in-law's 50th. So, happy birthday to Kerry. Happy birthday to Kerry. You're on the house of Mario. <laughs> You're never going to hear this anyway. Yay! Anyway, um, yeah. So, uh, we were there for her 50th and we just bummed around and looked around robe and had a very expensive dinner. And, oh. yeah. The whole the whole table's meal was worth about four hundred and five dollars. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Very expensive dinner. I think for the family, I paid. Oh, well, we have maybe about a hundred and fifty of that four fifty. That's a lot of money. I don't even want to think about it. You You're going to do that every single weekend? Just go out, have a. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. No. That's the thing when you go out with the. With like you know two kids and two of you guys, let alone everyone else, it, it adds up pretty quick. Yeah, that and like you know picking a restaurant that sort of like you know they get their their catch off the boat that day, and you know you sort of I suppose expect to pay that much. But you know the other thing is is I suppose is we didn't go very far because coronavirus and mm. you know you end up that old chestnut that that old chestnut that old old chestnut the grinder um. You know, so 
I've I've been to where we were before. Last time last time we did anything elaborate like this was actually like last year. And um we just went to Port Ferry, which was nice. You know, I've never been there. I'm gonna have a wander and just check out the place and you know, just have fun. That's that's kind of what it was. Um and here with Robe, I've 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 always had some sort of interaction with Robe through my life, mostly when I was a kid. Yeah. So but it's a lovely town. Like I can't can't knock that back. I saw um our uh, old friend Jack, yeah, at the union. Yeah, I see. Um, he he crashed his car. On well, didn't crash his car, but he ran into a kangaroo that weekend coming from Beachboard as well. Did he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh. Because he was uh he was wor- he was working at the pub, and on the way home he um hit a kangaroo, so he didn't want to work there any anymore. You know, he's oh, so he's done. Off, yeah, he's he's done already. Only after a couple of weeks. Oh, uh, fair enough. I yeah. mean. He does like you know. I I popped in and I was like, yeah, you know what? Like I'm the first thing I did when I went into Robe because we were waiting uh, to get the keys for this house, or whatever. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll go stop by the union. We'll go have breakfast there because you know support support people that you've you know you've you've had in your life. He was he obviously worked with us for for a little bit there. And yeah. So um, I popped in and went and had you know sixty dollars worth of breakfast and. Um, <laughs> and said hello to him. Throwing that money around the town, bros. Well, yeah, you know. But the thing is, is it's Robe, and I think we all know. Well, the people who have ever been to Robe pretty much know what to expect from Robe. It's not, it's not a cheap place to be, and it's very much a holiday town, um, much like Beachport, I guess. But I think it's more, probably a bit more on the developed side, which is what makes yeah, it a it bit is, more yeah. expensive. Um, but yeah, you know, so I did that and I said, uh, I said to Lady Pond, can I have his jacket today? He's like, and she's like, yes. Uh, would you like to see him? I'm like, yes, please. Uh, who's asking Bryce? And anyway, had a quick chat with Jack and just said, how's the business going and stuff. And that was good. You know, that's the only thing that I was really like gung ho. I should do that, you know, because I've been saying I would do it ever since he got the goddamn cafe. And I hadn't done it yet. I've been saying that for the last two years as well. Yeah, exactly. Just so it was, it was sort of like, I better go in and say hello, you know. So did that and I'm, I'm happy I did it, you know. He seems like it's going well. I talk to his father-in-law all the time, so I always know how the, ca- the cafe is doing. But business is really booming for him, which is great, you know. Yeah. Yeah, even, even this weekend in the middle of winter when you think nobody would be there, there was plenty of people eating there. Yeah. So it, that's really good. It's pretty busy at Beachport too. I was only working the whole weekend, but... Yeah, so it doesn't really fill up the weekend. People, people getting their last hurrah before yeah. everything sort of happened. And, like, I, I don't know if you saw earlier. Mm, uh, I did. On Twitter, yeah. Oh, I don't know about Twitter. I'm just talking about how the, how the rules are reverting back to what they were, where people have to sit down yeah. um, having a drink and that again Well, in South Australia. I've actually started wearing a mask when I go to the shop now because yeah. um, there was that Victorian girl that come over, lied on her, mm-hmm. uh, her forms. And went to Kingston, and the only and she's passed it on to some fifty-year-old fella, and they haven't disclosed the location of where he lives, so we don't know if he's a Millicent or Kingston, and he didn't get tested until five days after he last made contact with us. So God knows where he's been, if he's done whatever. So I'm yeah, I'm I'm going into full nope mode, mask on. Yeah. So um yeah. I'm like thinking about going to get a mask before there's a big run on them when everyone needs one. Oh well, it's already happening, you know, yeah. because of Melbourne. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I've just got like the, I've just got like a couple of those flimsy hospital grade masks. I'll get a decent one and 
just roll with it after that and just see how it goes. But I think in a couple of weeks anyway, we're we're all probably going to be locked down. Obviously, the SA Premier said, uh, you know, let, let's get ahead of the curve before it actually causes any trouble with the new cases today. And yeah. like you said, reverted some of the rules. But, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be that easy. And I think... Uh, We'll have a bit of trouble before then. Mm. So, I feel I feel a bit silly because uh, last episode with Tam on, like I introduced the show, just and I just asked him like how he's going. He said, "Oh yeah, no, it's pretty good here because he's in rural Victoria." Yeah, and he's, "Oh yeah, it's all good here." And then the morning of the episode going up, then that's when the rules came in that everyone uh, Victoria wide has to now wear masks. Yeah, I'm like, "All oh, right," <laughs> so it's already it's already aged in that respect. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And a nice vanilla vanilla Coke there. Yeah, vanilla Coke. I had a couple chucked in the Esky. I was like, all right, yeah, cool. Didn't get through all of them. So I'm like, oh, we'll bring one to the show so I can have a gulp. A gulp? Yeah, you've, a got, gulp. you've got to have a gulp here and there, don't you? That's right, yeah. 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 So I guess uh, you you and Robe and we were playing some Pokemon Go over the weekend thanks that, to the new remote raiding feature. That we did. Yeah, yeah, the more expansive remote raid feature. Yeah. 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 So... Have you been sort of enjoying yourself um, going in and out of Pokemon Go? And have you gotten more into it recently with um, that feature being introduced? Yeah, look, um, the thing is, is when, when people most like most likely want to do raids, it's at night time. And to be yeah. completely honest, that's not handy for a good select amount of people that don't have that amount of free time on their hands. So to to be able to just go, can you please invite me and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know participate? That's good, you know. And caught a bunch of Pokemon over the weekend. Uh, got a shiny trap inch in the first hour. Haven't oh, you gotten, did. Oh, cool. Haven't got anything since. Unfortunately, it was a shit one. So uh, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> it was a shit one. <laughs> it was a shit one. Uh, but it was a shiny one. Zero or one star, one of the two. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's also you know like a hundred and twenty-five candies to evolve that thing. So it's like. Yeah, yeah. Do I waste my candy on that or do I... Just do a good one. Just do wait a good one. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then just wait until the week is over and if I find a better one, it might work out. But, yeah. you know, it's not boosted rates or anything like that, so... Yeah. I haven't got any uh, Shinies in Dragon Week like this week. Um, I got a few in um, GoFest. I got like a Shiny Snover. But all of my shinies in that event too were like zero star. I'm like, oh come on! Yeah, <laughs> it's just so so uh, heartbreaking when you get one. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> well, that was heartbreaking with the C dot community day. C dot C dot community day. I think I got seven shiny C dot, and none of them were good. Yeah, and I'm like, ah. And then like I looked at my um my stash of candies the other day because I was like, oh well, I might as well pop a lucky egg and get some experience. Mm. <laughs> So, you know, I looked at my stash of candies. I'm like, 550 dot candies. Well, I guess I can evolve some of these shiny ones. Yep. And, you know, just got a couple of them kicking around. Yeah, with that CDOT uh, community day, I, like I went out and I like smashed it pretty hard. And I had over like a thousand CDOT candies. And I did the, th- like I evolved like the one, the main ones I wanted, the shiny ones I wanted. Then I evolved the uh, other ones just into Nuzleaf just to have like each form. Yeah. And uh, I evolved just like a shit ton into just into Nuzleaf just for the experience. Just evolved as many as I could with the lucky egg going in the background. Yeah. Um, so now I've got like no C dot candy. But. And I don't know how <laughs> it is, but um, you you said the other day you got that shiny Eevee. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. For, from the research task. Mm-hmm. Not long after you, I managed to get that shiny Eevee. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I managed to catch up with you in that research task. Like at all, like so quickly. 
No, no, I wasn't really um doing it that much. I was just like, I was, I wasn't either. Yeah, it just, it just, it's weird because the level of discrepancy between me, me and you now is quite big. You know, mm. so I was like, oh well, I'm like, oh, shiny Eevee. Yeah, I every, guess every now and again, like I get caught on like a real hard one. Uh, like for example, I've at the moment I've got evolved Gyarados on one of my research tasks. Oh, I hate that one. Yeah, like I've caught Gyarados because they were spawning at one point. We actually went running around town after work for these bloody Gyarados. Yeah. Um, but this weekend is actually Community Day for Magikarp. So is we'll, it? So, yes. Yeah, so, so this Saturday we'll finally be able to tick it off. The only issue is that Friday, the day before, is when I'm getting my wisdom teeth out. So, am I going to be um, up and going on the couch with my phone, with an incense going? I don't know. Yeah. I kind of hope I am because this is my chance to evolve Gyarados. It's, um, yeah. So, it, I, don't, I don't know. It depends on how much <laughs> they have to hit you with because my experience with that was I was out for three days. Yep. Um, mm, yeah. So. But you know what? Um, that's, wait, is it this weekend or next weekend? I believe it's the 8th. So, it is this weekend because my teeth come out on the 7th. Yeah, okay. Cool. All right then. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's good. I'll be able to do that then and get and get me some shiny magic up. That'd be nice. Mm. Um because I don't work this Saturday, so that works for me. Yeah. You'd be getting around town just smacking all those magic up into your balls. Don't, don't be ridiculous. I won't be doing that. I'll just be chucking <laughs> on an incense, so there's no point. Yeah. Like cuz I I don't know whether Beachport's going to want me either. So, nah, they won't want you. Well, nah. if you're out for the count, I'm out for the count. If you're out for the count, probably. Am, yeah. Yeah. yeah, well. So. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. The day after, we'll see how I go. Um, you'll have to come over and catch the magic up for me. I don't know. <laughs> Bryce, come over. I need your help. Please throw these Pokeballs for me. I'm useless. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I am a little bit nervous about it. Um, just I get I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast, but I was meant to give, get my wisdom teeth out last year, yeah. and I was up ready to go to the hospital. Fifteen minutes before I was going to get into the car, I get a phone call saying that my dentist or surgeon had his uh, he, he was trying to like jumpstart his car and he's pushing his car and it ran over his foot and broke his foot, <laughs> so he couldn't yeah. do a surgery that day. I'm like right, and I had like I had soccer off, I had work off, had like everything off, so I'm just like there like all right. Literally, I've got nothing planned. It's like the first time in my life. Like, even like if you have a quiet weekend, you're like, you're just going to be like, all right, this weekend I'm just going to watch some Netflix and maybe catch up on this video game or whatever. Yeah. But didn't even have that. I'm like, fuck. Like, all right. There goes everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think, yeah. Like, I, I didn't ring up work or anything. So, oh, no, I can actually work. I'm like, no, fuck it. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> laying low. That's staying here. Yeah, you take it while you can get it. Like, yeah, you know, absolutely. Oh well, I guess I'm not getting my wisdom teeth done. <laughs> Oops, I forgot the cool work. Oh yeah. uh, well, and the soccer team, just like whatever. <laughs> we got that too. Sorry, boys, I'm off. Mm. <laughs> and that that is like one of the positive things about maybe getting my teeth out because apart from like a couple of days, I haven't really had a day off. So this is like just forced time. Like, all right, now nah, I can't go to work. I couldn't possibly go to work. Even yeah. like a week after, oh, I'm still a bit sore. <laughs> no. I can't talk properly. Yeah. I guess that's another thing too. You're going to be running the podcast for the next episode too. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So have you thought about that? Oh, briefly. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be fine. And with, with, with the way things have gone the last, you know, at least this week and the week prior, there hasn't been shit ton of news to keep up with. It's mainly leak stuff. Yeah. I feel like the giggle leak that happened. 
Mm-hmm. And like, to be honest, I'm neither here nor there about it because a lot of it, a lot of it is visual. Uh, some of it is uncompressed audio and stuff like that. So talking about it on the podcast, I was like, now you can see this design of this slender Yoshi looks more like a snake than he does a dinosaur. What do you think about that? And it's like, oh, yeah. It's all just like interesting cool. little tidbits, Fets. So it's going to be like just interesting information to be put into the history books. Yeah, but it, it does it does compromise some of their like private work chats and stuff too, though, which is a bit iffy. Yeah, so all, all of that stuff's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a bit too far, fellas. Yeah. You know, like yeah. we de- I described it last week. It's like someone um, comes to your house, takes your diary, and just posts it all over, like online. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, it's not not great, no, but it's not cool. Yeah. No, but it's it, it is interesting information, nevertheless. Maybe mm. not like the personal stuff, but just like hey, this is what maybe Yoshi might have looked like. Yeah, in yeah. Mario World, like that is interesting stuff. Yeah, it looks like Gex. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah. Some of my favorite stuff was the, the Pokemon sprites, where they just like it was oh. like the very first draft, like oh, just slap it onto the Beta Arceus, everybody's favorite new Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Even like <laughs> Reggie Gigas, it's just like what the hell is this? I nose pass. Yeah, nose pass. Like, um, I I could have I could have um drew some of those. <laughs> Propopass just makes me laugh. Yeah, it's just the like nose. The position it's in is like that that chat the side where the side. The side on Chad meme that everybody's been posting. It's like, yes. <laughs> Looks exactly like oh, that. Oh, it does too. And it's like, yes. <laughs> uh, like, oh my God. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, I honestly haven't been playing my Switch much. Like, over the weekend, you know, I was working, came home and sort of just did my thing, went to bed like a normal <laughs> weeknight. So, mm. um, what about you? You picked up your Switch much sort of the last week? Yeah, no. Not really. Yeah, no. Not really, no, because the thing is, is before I left for um, uh, Robe, I had uh, a lot of stacked up work to do. And now that I'm back, like the first three days of me being back, I like podcast tonight. I drove home today, but podcast tonight. Tomorrow I got to work and then we've got another podcast tomorrow. And then (laughs) the next day is uh, uh, work and look after the kids. And then the next day after that is work. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I guess <laughs> I'm straight back into it. No, no stopping. Yeah. So I haven't really had the time to pick it up and go, ah, yes, I will dedicate this time to my Switch and that will be it. Mm. Yeah. It's been pretty quiet. Yeah. Um, apart from that. Yeah. Even even sort of when I get home, I'm sort of like thinking about um, some like other creative stuff I want to get going. So yeah, even that's like sort of just more brain power i guess mm. like you know i'm not really stopping but it's, it's all uh, stuff i like so it's not it's not too bad it's not just going out sharing all the time <laughs> or something like that yeah that's right yeah, yeah. You, you give yourself a bit of a mental break mm. from that thing yeah. i must admit though but uh today i picked up my i did pick up the switch just to check the e-shop see what's on sale mm-hmm. um because that's just a fun <laughs> relaxing thing I, I tend to do instead of playing an actual video game yeah, having and, a scroll. Yeah, and it was just nice to pick it up. And I'm like, I, I tell you what, after the podcast, I need to play it. But that might be like one o'clock in the morning. So <laughs> I don't know if that will be happening either. Yeah. Where yeah. is Chantel actually? Uh, Chantel, she's actually gone out to a, she's covering for someone in the basketball game. So she's playing basketball. Oh, right. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, where's Chantel? That's a bit weird. Yeah. 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 She's like, she's not on the podcast tonight. She can talk about, um, Mario Hoops 3 on 3. Mario, what do you think about Mario Hoops 3 on 3? What the fuck are you dumb boys on about? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about 
three on three. I like how we put that into everyone's head that listened to whatever episode that was. Such a forgotten game, but so good. It was like, a very good game. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I just wish they did it. They did do it to us again and make a new one that's you know good dope as hell. Yeah. Not not from sports mix. You know. Mm. Oh, I know. I know. I'm aware. Good, mate. Yeah. Good. So, would you like to jump into the news, Bros? You know what? We'll go for it. Yeah, why not? Just something different. Woohoo! Yeah! Is that all? I, I fight for my friends! My body is still All right, Bryce, to start things off, this is one from my Nintendo News. And uh, the title is, um, a Nintendo Switch version of No More Heroes has been rated in Taiwan. Oh, beautiful. Ooh. Ooh. A bit of a a cheeky rating for you. Mm. Uh, So the Taiwan uh, Digital Game Rating Committee has rated a Nintendo Switch version of No More Heroes. The game was released on the Wii in 2007, which was 13 years ago. And the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 received a remastered version of the game in April 2010. It is unknown when and where this will be officially announced. Uh, it is also unknown if it will be the original Wii version or the 2010 remaster. Probably the remaster. Yeah, I would, I would assume so as well. Yeah, it'd be a bit weird if it wasn't. It's just like, here's the Wii version. Just like, I can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah. But like like any of sort of the, the sequels coming out, whether it's Metroid Prime or whatever it is, it just makes sense that the previous versions would get a port over when No More Heroes 3 is coming out maybe this year or early next year. Yeah. So um, yeah. it was a really fun game too. So I'm happy to sort of uh, maybe give it a go depending on the pricing on Switch. Yeah, hopefully it's not another Burnout Paradise. Yeah. <laughs> well, Burnout Paradise was all right. It's just you've got to uh, you've got to put mortgage your home for it. Yeah, yeah. You know, EA wants your soul. So well, that's to be expected. <laughs> They got they can they can have my soul. There's not much left. <laughs> uh, so next up, Bryce. This is from Nintendo Enthusiast, and the title is "High Score" is a Netflix documentary series about the golden age of games. And the article reads: Netflix isn't just making uh, TV or film adaptations of every video game under the sun. It's also releasing document uh, documentaries about video games. High Score is a six-episode Netflix documentary premiere primary airing on Wednesday, August 19th about the golden age of video games and revolutionary stages of gaming. Uh, explicit, uh, explicit topics for each episode in the series haven't been specified, but Nintendo, Sega, Space Invaders, Final Fantasy, Street Fighter 2, Mortal Kombat, Sonic the Hedgehog, Hog, uh, Madden NFL, Pac-Man and Doom are all critted uh, in promotional materials. Hmm. Um, uh, high score will... Uh, recount the stories of computer pioneers and visionary artists that threw themselves into their passion to create innovative franchises above. Um, judging from the variety of promotional images released, some of which uh, we've included below, it seems there will be a healthy mix of influential Western and Eastern developers. Um, I confess to, to not... Oh, that's just something from the author. So that's basically what we need. So... Um, a brand new documentary coming to Netflix, which uh, yeah goes behind the scenes of some of the the game series we love and some of the makings of everything. It'll be pretty cool. I only found out about this sort of getting rounding up the news for 
uh, tonight's episode. But coming on August 19th, which should be pretty soon, hopefully here in Australia we do get this as well. It's not just a US thing or wherever. Which tends to happen a lot. Which tends to happen. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, Pokemon Journeys just never... <laughs> I sort of waited for it to drop and it just never happened. I'm like, oh, guess we're not getting that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Rest <laughs> in peace. Yeah. <laughs> so just from um, sort of what I said, does that sound like an interesting thing to you? Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like I've watched something similar before, but on pay to air TV. Pay to like, air. Yeah. You know, like Ostar and that. Mm. Um, I, 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 it would have been a fair while ago now, but um, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess, if it's like something that's updated with more info and stuff like yeah. that, I'll probably give it a watch. I mean, there is. Uh, like already stuff out there like this, like the indie game movie, which was came out in like 2010 yeah, or something. Um, stuff like that. I, I just find it really interesting. Just look behind the scenes of some like big games that have come out in the, in the past. Now look, if you really want an accurate history of what the video games in a movie like scenario, just go watch pixels with Adam Sandler, mm. you know, mm. you get to see the creator of Pac-Man get his arm bitten off by Pac-Man. Beautiful. That 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 scene in that movie actually did make me laugh. <laughs> it was actually pretty funny. My son. <laughs> I'm like, damn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, like I know that like a lot of Adam Sandler movies cop a lot of shit and you know, rightfully so maybe the last few years, but I, I you know, for what it's worth, Pixels was okay. I think I think the problem with uh Adam Sandler stuff more or less is just everybody's got their head stuck in Billy Madison. Yeah. You know. The last, the last thing that most people look at and go, yeah, that was a good movie, was probably Click. Yeah. And then after that, you know, they just don't know how to feel about his movies. But, you know, he seems like a genuinely all right guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> he does, yeah. You know, he just he's just made some questionable movies. Yeah. You know? And speaking of Netflix, I guess Adam Sandler, he typically just makes Netflix-exclusive films now. They seem to be funding him um, as far as his more recent stuff goes. Yeah, I'm not sure if he still has his company, surely. Yeah, I don't know. Happy Madison. I mean, he probably does. I don't know. Yeah. More an expert on Adam Sandler. No. no. Should be. You're, I know, I know. You're on a video game podcast and you don't even quote Pixels quotes, so. <laughs> I'm fucking rubbish, aren't I? <laughs> um, so just sticking with the tradition of uh, Netflix movies and video game movies coming together. This is also from Nintendo Enthusiast and the title is Beyond Good and Evil Netflix Movies Coming from Detective Pikachu Director. And the article reads, Yesterday regarding Ubisoft's Splinter Cell, uh, Splinter Cell adult animated series, I joked uh, I joked we could write a headline that every video game is getting a film slash TV adaptation and that uh, they've almost almost all heading to Netflix. Well, uh, following up on that, a good and evil movie is heading to Netflix from Pokemon Detective Pikachu and Goosebumps director Rob Letterman. The announcement comes via The Hollywood Reporter, which describes the film as a hybrid live action slash animated feature, which sounds much like Detective Pikachu. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil was a cult hit, a 2003 adventure game that enjoyed a positive reception. Um, In order to unravel the conspiracy, players had to engage in a stealth puzzle solving and photography um, players. uh, Fans clamored for a sequel for years afterward and finally confirmed that the prequel was in development only a few years ago. So, also a Beyond Good and Evil movie from uh, Rob Letterman, who was the director of Detective Pikachu. I'll be honest, like, I almost expected this to be, like, 
an Adi Shankar thing. Because if there's any anybody they like handing off animated animated video game things to, it's Adi Shankar. That's pretty much like the only person that does nah, them. Yeah. <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> Adi, what are you doing, mate? Adi Shankar, you have to be... You gotta be on your game, mate. I know he's doing Devil May Cry next. And yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that because there's already an anime of Devil May Cry. Yeah, true. I guess it's a little bit older now, so I feel. Uh, yeah, I just. I don't know. I, f- I feel like not that it would be bad. I would actually argue it would be very inherently good, considering how well Castlevania has turned out. Mm. I reckon the Devil May Cry anime is going to be really good. Uh yeah, well if it's anything like Castlevania, absolutely. Mm. Castlevania, like even up until the newest season recently, oh my god, such a good, such a good show. It's really, really good. I'm actually, I actually enjoyed the shit out of it. So, yeah. yeah. Hopefully he uh, does that one a smash hit. Hopefully he does it a smash hit. And hopefully, hopefully they give more series to Shankar to do if he if he keeps doing them like as well as that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so next up is from Vooks.net, and the title is, Here's How Animal Crossing's New Island Backup Feature Works. So Bryce, um, strap yourself in, because this is a... A, a doozy. A classic Nintendo head-scratcher. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> never had to use it, probably never will. So mm, here we well, go. Well, hopefully not. So the article reads, uh, The second wave of Animal Crossing New Horizons Summer app update went live today, bringing the game to 1.4.0 alongside with new fireworks festival event and the reintroduction of the dream suite feature the update brought something fans could have been wait uh, fans could have been waiting for since the game launched cloud saves um, nintendo calls the feature island backup which already exists separately from the cloud save backups that were provided um, almost every other game on the console except for pokemon and splatoon which is uh, annoying and um, anything competitive yeah <laughs> Uh, like Animal Crossing, very competitive out there. Um, <laughs> in order to enable the island backup, you'll have to talk to Tom Nook on the title screen by pressing the minus button and telling him you'd like to back up your data. Um, after a brief moment of connecting to the internet, he will then tell you uh, your saved data will be automatically backed up in the background whenever nobody's playing the game. Uh, restoring data is a little bit more complicated and it takes and it comes with a pretty big caveat. Nintendo says that you can only restore your sa- your data if your console has been lost, stolen, or damaged, and that you'll have to contact Nintendo support uh, in your region to, to, to restore your island. See, so all I can hear is folding paper because you're just like folding up a paper plane. <laughs> That's fine. Keep talking. Do I have to turn down your microphone? Well, <laughs> just keep talking, all right? Uh, uh, Vooks can confirm after... Right, uh, righteous testing that you cannot restore your island without first uh, contacting Nintendo support. If you've done this, you can access the restore option by holding the minus button after you see the black Nintendo screen when launching the game. It must be done with a fresh copy of Animal Crossing New Horizons a version point one point four point zero. If you have any saved data at all um, or on a lower version, the menu won't simply load. Uh, you also have to be using the same account as the one that enabled the island backup and the account will need to have Nintendo Switch Online. According to a Nintendo Australia support page, uh, once these conditions are met, you'll simply have to search for the island, select the correct island um, and download it, restoring your island to its former glory. So 
um, we'll end the article here. If you want to read more, we'll link this article um, by Vooks.net in the show notes. But, yeah, I mean, it's just um, more complicated than it ever had to be. Do you have a feeling that this will just get broken? Hopefully, because this, yeah, having to actually um, contact Nintendo and um, just actually the rest of the article actually goes on to say that like Nintendo Australia, because of COVID-19, their, their sort of support is down. So you basically have to like send in an email or a bit of a request that way. Right. And um, other companies that or other countries that have a Nintendo support, you know, that might be down as well. So if you're looking to like, all right, my Switch, my, like my Switch actually broke and I don't want to lose my Animal Crossing because I've been playing all of all of quarantine and I've just like put 400 hours into it. I just want to restore my goddamn save, which I upload to the internet. It, it might be a real pain in the ass. And even, even if it's like real easy, you ring them up, they say, yep, all good. Then you go to your Switch and you download it. It's, it's kind of like still kind of like frustrating. <laughs> That's even... Uh, well, I mean, look, I think in the, way. the thing is, is that, and it, you know, everybody agrees with it, so I don't have to delve into it too much, but cloud saving, right? That's the reason cloud saving was made was for games like these that have mm. stupid amounts of hours of progress. And you're like, I really, really don't want to lose all of that. No, you know, and it should just be done, you know? Solved. Yes, you've got your cloud saving. And now they're pissed off about people hacking their dream worlds and shit mm-hmm. with like star with star fragments on the trees and stuff. Yeah. And it's just like they reintroduced that feature pretty much in full. So why the fuck does this have to suffer so bad? Yeah. Especially since uh, hackers have already like really broken that game apart too. Like there's no stopping it. This is just like someone like me, I'm not going to time travel. I'm not going to hack. Like that just takes the fun out of the game. But I don't want to lose my save data either because my switch got corrupted or whatever the case was. Yeah, which has happened. Yeah. You know, so it's even more infuriating. Uh, I just don't get it. Yeah, well, whatever. (laughs) Thanks, Nintendo. Thanks, boys. (laughs) Thanks, lads. You're doing a good job over there creating a system that puts pressure on on your internal staff having to restore everybody's worlds manually. Yeah, that sounds like just think about the wages that like, alone that they have to pay just to go. All right, yep, I believe you. Your switch is broken. <laughs> so like, here is a picture of my switch that I dropped in the toilet and threw at a wall. As you can see, it is clearly broken. Can I please have my world back? And then they're like, "Yes, just give me a minute." But in the meantime, why the fuck did you? Do- <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, mate. Why did you throw your Nintendo Switch in the toilet? Were you unsatisfied with your Switch? Is that why? Yes. Well, I actually wanted to do a poo on it. <laughs> I really felt like taking a nice turn on my Switch. Mm. It didn't work out for me. No, not at all. So moving on, Bryce. This is from my Nintendo News, by the way, of Game Explain. And the title is Platinum Games Shares Info on a Number of Their Games. So the article reads, Game Explain, I recently had the chance to sit down with uh, Kamea and Inaba from the mighty development powerhouse Platinum Games. The chat delved into a number of topics, including the likelihood of Star Fox Zero being ported to the Nintendo Switch and how Bayonetta 3's development is coming along. So just a few dot points from the information. If you would like to go and check out the interview on Game Explain's website or YouTube channel, uh, it will be in the show notes if you want to go and check that out. 
Um, but the dot points, basically the pull from is uh, Anabis said that there's never been a day where they didn't want to do a sequel to the wonderful 101. Uh, he says it would be nice if the day came they could make a sequel, but it would be a challenge. Uh, Platinum is interested in working with Nintendo in the future again. Uh, Bayonetta 3 development is, quote, going fine. <laughs> no conversations have ha- happened with Platinum about porting Star Fox Zero to Switch. Uh, due to the fan reaction to the dog in Project GG, there might be an expanded role for the dog in the full game. Uh, Kamea would love to see Adam Ritsu added to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I saw that, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess just off the last one, um, Okami is one of my favorite games, so I would love to see Adam Ritsu in Smash. It'd be awesome to see yeah. that. Sure. There you go. Fuck, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just falls off a paper plane and just throws it. <laughs> that was the whole purpose of that. Um, yeah, no, I uh, saw that and I was a little bit confused at first because the way the article read that I saw it on was like, did Amada Ross get announced for Smash? Like, what is going on here? Then I delve further into it. I'm like, oh, no, no, that's not the case. So, I mean, it'd be cool to see, but uh, mm. I don't know. It's, I, it's, I, it's got nothing to do with them anymore. They've got to go and um, ask Capcom about the rights and everything. So, Well, they probably, yeah. I don't know how that would go, considering they've already tried to push a Mataras in another fighter. Mm. So. Yeah, I'd love to see that. And as as far as like Star Fox Zero getting ported the Switch, I think the chance of that is like no chance in hell. <laughs> no, it did do well enough. <laughs> it didn't do well enough, and its its whole gimmick was really based with the gamepad. I know, I know a lot of games were um, with the Wii U, but that one especially, how you like your looking through a different screen in the cockpit and trying to lock onto enemies while you're looking at the TV and going, oh, oh God, oh, I've got to find, I've got to put this up wolf's bottom. Bang, bang. Beep, 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next one, Bryce, this is a, an interesting one I've never actually heard about, but this is from my Nintendo Life and the uh, title is Anti-RPG PlayStation Title Moon Arrives on Nintendo Switch eShop this August. And uh, the article reads, Tokyo-based developer Onion Games, which previously worked on games like Little King Story, Chibi Robo, and even uh, Super Mario RPG, has announced its cult its a cult classic anti-RPG, Moon, will be released on Nintendo eShop um, next month on August 27th. Uh, this is the first time the game has been released in English uh, since its original debut on the PlayStation in 1997. The title was already released on the Switch in Japan last year and went straight to the top of the eShop download charts. It ended up at the seventh best-selling game overall in 2019 on the Japanese eShop. And just watching the trailer, it's really quite an interesting game. It's kind of got a similar art style to what Mario RPG was. And you're going, you're going around sort of befriending the monsters and you're leveling up by your friendship with the monsters. It kind of it kind of sounds kind of lame when I'm saying it like that, <laughs> but it, it does seem like a pretty interesting thing. Friends, yeah. So I'll leave that in the show notes as well. If you want to go and check out links to the trailer, go and check it out mm. because it is from a developer, obviously um, quite close to Nintendo. With even even Chibi Robo, I didn't realize like these were the guys that made that as well. Yeah, there you go. There you go. A um, bit of Pokemon Go news, Bryce. So this is from my Nintendo news. 
And uh, this is what we can look forward to in the month of August in Pokemon Go. So um, the August re uh, research breakthrough encounters. Um, so from Saturday, August 1st to September 1st, we can encounter Scraggy, uh, or just, just Scraggy, actually. Um, the Shedding Pokemon will be available as a research breakthrough encounter. And each week we also have Spotlight Hour. So on August 4th coming up, we'll be Horsey in the Spotlight Hour. You'll earn twice as much candy for catching Pokemon. On August uh, 11th, we'll be able to catch Sableye. And you'll also um, add, oh, you'll earn twice the candy for transferring Pokemon. On August 18th, uh, Venipede will be in Spotlight Hour and you'll earn twice the XP for evolving Pokemon. Uh, Tuesday, uh, August 25th will be Geodude in Spotlight Hour and you'll earn twice the Stardust for catching Pokemon. Um, the Ultra Unlock is coming because of the sort of, uh, I guess, peaks we hit in the, yeah, the Pokemon conditions. Go Fest. Yeah. yeah, the conditions. So what's currently going on at the moment is Dragon Week. Um, you'll be able to encounter a shiny um, dino, which I haven't actually um, gotten yet. Have you gotten the, one of those at all? From the research tasks? Yeah. Yeah, I've gotten both of them. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't even done that yet. No luck, though. No luck, yeah. You only get two encounters, mm -hmm. and I didn't get it on either of them, so I was like, okay. Cheese and whiskers. Weeds and chiskers. Um, Enigma Week will run from Friday, August 7th, and uh, the featured Pokemon range from the uh, mysterious uh, Elgrim um, to the powerful Deoxys. Deoxys will be in five-star raids, and if you're lucky, you might get a shiny one. Um, you can also encounter shiny Staryu. And Unova Week will run from Friday, August 14th to Friday, August 21st. And it'll be... Who do we got here? We've got Swiddle, Cottony, Emolga, and Boofalant, um, all originally discovered in the Unova region and will be appearing in um, the world of Pokemon Go for the first time. Boofalant will be appearing in New York City and surrounding areas. So, I don't know. Is that, is that just in America? I don't know if that's happening here or not. Um, Genesect will be in five-star raids, and if you're lucky, you might get a shiny one. Mm -hmm. So, and you can also you also might get a shiny Rock and Roller. Ooh. So, a fair few things going this month in Pokemon Go. Give you a reason to maybe log on and try and get, fill up your Pokedex a bit. Yeah, but except again, they put in uh, they put in Cottony before they put in Petalil. That makes me very angry. So, <laughs> why is Cottony first of these things? I don't know why. Makes me so angry. <laughs> Well, I guess, uh, yeah, with uh, Cottony, I guess it's just a more popular Pokemon. It's been used in a lot of competitive for its uh, Tailwind and everything. It suck Bernards. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll leave that to after the show, eh, mate? Uh, <laughs> so I'm um, just running with a few Pokemon stories. So some new screenshots of Pokemon Unite has uh, surfaced online and it just basically shows off the trainer customization and what you can do, probably with microtransactions, I assume. Um, nothing actually too gameplay wise shown. Yay. Um, there were some screens of like the actual battlefield shown with some Japanese text around the place, but um, I guess I'm just saying this just in case you feel like if you're excited for the game and you want to see some more screens that uh, haven't come out. I really like me some Pokemon Unite. I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also with Pokemon News, um, so this is from Nintendo Everything and Pokemon a Virtual Fest announced for Japan, a virtual Pokemon theme park experience starting August 12th. So Japan looks like it's getting a complete Pokemon theme park in a virtual space. The Pokemon company announced today that it will be bringing Pokemon Virtual Fest to PC and mobile devices on August 12th. 
This will give people the full Pokemon theme park experience, complete with attractions, live events, and stores. Uh, there will also be seemingly a progression system in order to unlock new features in a challenge slash mission mode. All of this comes uh, with a teaser website and details the park attractions and shows the specifics uh, of the experience. Screenshots of the virtual park have been included. So if you want to go and check out the actual official website, I'll link that in the show notes as well. Um, you can just use Google Translate and it translates all pretty well. So it'll be interesting to see what this is. It is I, I don't expect like anything special special or whatever but especially since it's japan only so yeah just a, a cool little tip of, huh and it, it features porygon because it's virtual oh i like porygon <laughs> yeah um this this was just a, a little bit of um a, a funny tidbit uh a lot of like the nintendo blogs picked up on so this is from ign and the title is uh, zelda breath of the wild's uh, recipe accidentally appears in a historical fiction novel have you, had you seen this at all? No. So a recipe from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild has uh, accidentally appeared in a historical fiction novel, uh, most likely due to a Google search from the book's author. Uh, the, travel, the, the, the Traveler at the Gates of Wisdom is the latest novel from the Irish author John uh, Boyan, uh, who you may know from his famous work, The Boy in the Striped Pajamas, which was adopted into a movie in 2008. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a picture of the page from the novel surfaced on Reddit over the weekend and the story was turned into a Twitter thread by writer Dana Schwartz. So Dana put on Twitter, okay, uh, this is a thread, but I promise it's worth it. On Reddit today, the user, uh, just a bunch of symbols, uh, posted a page from the acclaimed uh, Irish novelist uh, John's uh, latest book, The Traveller at the Gates of Wisdom. So what it actually says here, so the quote from the book is uh, I, I employed a spicy pepper, uh, the tale of the red uh, li- lizolves and and the four Highland shrooms. So he just used like the ingredients from the book. So Like literally dead on. Yeah. Um, as you can see from the embedded tweet above, above uh, the writer uh, writes about the dyes used in dressmaking. He mentions ingredients such as octorocked eyeballs, uh, the keys wing, uh, the tail of the red Ziflov. Uh, how, do you, how do you say that again? Sorry. Um, I L I Lizofos. 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 Yeah. So I'm just like ugh, trying to get it out of my mouth. <laughs> it's not working. And the four hollering shrooms. Now, this is where we heard of that before. As pointed out by Schwartz, it appears that uh, Boyne um, has Googled ingredients. Uh, ingredients red dye clothes and stumbled upon polygons how to dye your clothes and armor in breath of the wild's guide <laughs> if you replicate this yourself you can see that the first ingredients mentioned for the google search relate to in-game recipes from breath of the wild which is where Boyne um appeared to have sourced his information from can i also make a and make a note of the title the title of the book is also very fitting mm. like very very fitting <laughs> yeah uh, Boyne responded to Schwartz's thread in uh, thread in jest. Nothing uh, that he will be telling <laughs> uh, telling this antidote on stage for many years to come. Boyne uh, later replied to Schwartz, noting that he won't be editing it in the new uh, in the future revisions of the novel. I don't remember, but I must have googled it. Boyne added, uh, "Hey, sometimes you just got to throw your hands up and say, yep, my bad.' <laughs> Boyne might be able to." source a few new recipes when the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 arrives. 
Although we don't know when that will be. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. So yeah, just uh, just really random. I don't just uh, <laughs> it's strange as hell. Just that one page where he's like, oh, just late at night, maybe. Just how do I make red die? <laughs> ah, Lizzle Voss thing. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> yep. All right. That's, yeah. Mm. And just a, spicy peppers. another just a random uh, article to bring up as well is that just to wrap things up, and this is from Nintendo Life, uh, the Lego NES has a super cool Mario Bros. Easter egg hidden inside of it. Oh, I saw this. This was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So if you haven't already brought the assembled... Uh, so I guess this is spoilers. If you want to build and discover everything in this, you know, just skip this. Because I, I was wondering whether I should put this, if I should put this in the podcast mm-hmm. just in case people want to build it and discover this for themselves. So yeah. if you want to build your NES without knowing this, um, skip this bit. But if you don't care, carry on. Yeah. If you haven't already bought the assembled uh, Lego Nintendo Entertainment System, there's a really nostalgic and cool Easter egg contained within a particular build that you need to know about. Uh, for those who have no intention of adding this kit to your Nintendo or Lego collection, read on. Uh, located underneath a side panel of the system is a recreation of Super Mario Bros. World 1-2. It even features the warp zone section at the end, allowing you to jump to the head of the game. Um, and uh, this article um, sources Brian O'Tunnel uh, for his build um, from IGN. Yeah. So, yeah, basically, if you lift up one of the panels at the back, you can just see a recreation of, like, uh, yeah, World 1-2. With uh, the underground level, which is really cool, just damn yeah. cool, yeah, yeah, it's a really neat thing. Like you can see that every inch of this um, NES um, Lego thing is just like full of so much love, yeah, just put into it. It's really cool, yeah, very, um, very cool on Lego's part to put yeah. so much effort into it. Did you see they made a big giant version of the Mario? Yeah, oh no, I didn't. Yeah, no, not yeah, not. they made a big giant version of the Lego Mario in like their. I guess their head office or something with mm. like the, the screen eyes and everything intact. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Huge. So, yeah, the NES, it costs a, a $350 mm-hmm. here in Australia. Imagine how much they'll charge for that massive one <laughs> <laughs> if you get your hands on it. Yeah, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. But no, it, it was, yeah, it was really cool to look at that because I was just like, oh, yeah, you know, they're building a replica of it. That's cool. And then they actually went ahead and put like a big screen in it to replicate the eyes and everything. I'm like, damn, that's uh, dedication. Yeah. 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 So that's all the news this week. It was a pretty, pretty lax week. A lot of the time, Bryce comes in and he says, oh, you know, it's a real quiet week. I'm like, oh, it actually wasn't. And I just did a fair bit when once you actually have a bit of a look. But this week, yeah, it actually was a pretty quiet week. Yeah. I mean, I say that, I suppose, without, like, having too much of a squeeze. Because if there's big news, it will... You'll know about it. it it'll yeah. rear its head, you yeah. know. Whereas everything else that sort of goes under the radar, it's like, eh, you know. Eh. You know, a little bit of news there, but not too much. Not enough to be like, wow. It'd be like, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto picked his nose this week. And, and Ooh. you know, you repl- you, wow. you're like, that's a big tidbit of news. And I'm like, not really. <laughs> But we'll go with it. <laughs> it's in a museum now and you can uh, get your signature. You can buy, go to the gift shop. You can get a nice replica boogie from uh, Miyamoto. Come see Shiggy, pick a Stiggy. Only $2.99. Ooh. <laughs> Beautiful. 
Right, let's go. Let's go to Reggie's rec room. Let's let's get away from this uh, the brothel of the house of Mario. I don't know. You saying you I shouldn't pick his opinion. nose, Reggie? Here, no, he can pick his nose all he wants. Thank you for your never oh, sorry, support. Reggie. Yeah, so, sorry, man. For giving me a mushroom kingdom full of incredible memories that I will never forget, ever. Well, thanks, Reggie, for the fresh champers, mate. Mm, delicious. You know, you're doing a you're doing a good job back there, Reggie. Oh, tastes good too. Yeah, yeah, beautiful stuff, you know. You know, the vintage is like 2015. Oh, sommelier, you see, I'm like, mm, mm, cheese and wine. Mm, mm. I'll be honest, Reggie, they really improved their drop in 2017, though. So maybe actually think about going to the local vineyard and maybe getting some of that. That's a bit nicer. Yeah, make sure you get a Shiraz blend, mm. you know. Nice, feel, nice cab shav well, mixed in there too. You know, I feel like I feel like a red would do us good. You know, just mm. something a bit fuller. Yeah, fuller, fuller, fuller. And you know, you, you better feel like once that hits the tummy, you you can't shift your legs anymore. You know, <laughs> that's the point of wine. It's supposed to make you feel like your legs are numb. Yeah, that's that's really what I want when I go out for dinner. Have a nice thing of wine. And I'm, like, I'm paralyzed. I can't move. <laughs> I guess I just eat more dinner. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do in Reggie's reckon. We just sit there, drink wine, and oh, can't move. Yeah, and speaking of this, Reggie, he can't move either. You know, he's sort of no. just standing there. He's waiting every week for you to press that button so he can pour a glass. And <laughs> he can't even talk. He's had that much red wine. <laughs> oh, look, I tell you what, he, you're living off the stuff over there, Reggie. You know, I'm glad. I'm glad you found your niche in life with the <laughs> with the wine <laughs> tasting. That's what <laughs> with the wine tasting, but uh, you know, you know, you were you were a company president for so many years, mate. It was probably time to think about uh, just taking a break in general. Yeah, I feel like I, <laughs> I feel bad. Like imagine if like Reggie somehow came across, um, like his computer, or whatever. He's like, what the hell is this? And like we're just basically accusing him of being an alcoholic. <laughs> when like that is. No further from the truth. What actually happened is Reggie came in, he poured us a drink, and said, thank you very much. And he, he was that busy, he didn't even have to say, all right, I've got to go off. He's out, he's out the back, he's doing the gardening, he's doing the lawn. <laughs> all we do is sit around here and talk. But yeah, he, right. he keeps the house going. I just like to take a jab, you know? I'm sure I'm sure, yeah, yeah, I'm sure Reggie can appreciate a bit of a jokey joke. Yeah, well, I hope he can. But he's been working that hard, he might... He did he work have in a alcohol for some time, didn't he? Like, and... and, and hmm. in, in a board somewhere, you know. I'm not sure. Pretty sure he did. Yeah, he worked in a lot of places. I have, I have to. I have to look that up. Now. Yeah, well, look, look it up. Yeah, well, when Reggie's rep room, let's uh, really edu- educate ourselves about Reggie. He worked at um, Pizza Hut and yes, he did. Got the big foot yeah. pizza. Um, competitive with other chains in the US and everything. It's very, very big time for Reggie. And then he really tried to do the GameStop stuff, but honestly, that's yeah, that's going nowhere. <laughs> next next generation, next generation, those guys are going to really come down and mm. oh boy. Yeah. Unfortunately for unfortunately for the the uh physical error, it's really coming down. Mm. Yeah, he worked for Guinness. Oh, Guinness. Mate. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he worked for Guinness Brewery. Um I I presume on their board of management. Um uh what else? <laughs> he worked for VH1. Yeah, uh, Spin Master. He's currently working at um, uh, Procter and Gamble, which rings a bell. Uh, personal health, consumer health, and personal care. Uh, Panda Management. 
And oh, he did Panda Express as well. well there you go, mate. Oh, you know, um, Derby Cycle uh, for bicycles. <laughs> what has this show turned into? I don't even know. Worked for Nintendo for sixteen years. You oh, know, he really. Oh, found... really? Really? Yeah, yeah, mate. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, What's Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just just a little uh, while we're on the talk of Reggie and alcohol. Here's here's a little bit for you. Uh, it it, uh, it is one of the most successful alcohol brands worldwide, brewed in almost 50 countries, and available in over 120. Sales in two, uh, 2011 amounted to 850 million liters. Oh, that's a lot of liters. That's a lot of liters of yeah. stout and lager. I mean, um, at the pub we've got two stouts on tap, and a lot of people come in and they go. Do you have any Guinness? And I, and I have to say, no, we don't. Do no, you have don't. any Guinness? No, no Guinness, no Guinness. How do you say that word, mate? Is that Guinness or Guinness? Well, in Australia, we actually pronounce, we just chuck an A in there so we can go Guinness. 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 Guinness, manis. Mm. Yeah, you know. Yeah, enough about, enough about Reggie and his alcohol career at Guinness. <laughs> what are you thinking for the rec room? I don't know. Yeah. I'm thinking about even just leaving it there. We're at an hour already, so that's we can cap it off there. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Shoot the ship for a minute. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think um like the the thing is is like coming into this week. It's you know for for both of us. I think we've been very busy busy people. Busy bees buzzing around. Busy bees like yeah, in, yeah. In, just in general. And I think the last three weeks um have been really busy because of school holidays and stuff as well. You know, since it's it's good to just sit around and shoot the shit. And like I'm, you know, that's that's what I'm feeling. Yeah. You know, I mean, what uh, what do you think is going to be the plan over the next couple of weeks for Nintendo, considering news <laughs> is pretty dry? Yeah. Well, that's the question. Like, it, just the video game industry in general. Oh, uh, it's, yeah, it's shocking. <laughs> like, uh, you know. With especially on the Xbox and PlayStation front, like we really need to know a date and release date. So they can start, you know, pumping out pre-order information and that. Like, these systems are only three months away and we know nothing about it. So, you know, Nintendo is in a unique position where it's... it's Yeah, it's we, holding a good spot. Yeah. Really. Like, Animal Crossing still going really well for them and we're sort of just like, all right, well, this kind of sucks because there's no big Nintendo game coming out. Mm. But... They already have a ton of games yeah. you, know, you can backbone on. So Yeah, but as, as far as the other consoles go, it's like... All right, we sort of need to know how much this costs so we can start planning around it, whether we're going to actually get one or not. Well, I, I think I think this is going to be pretty, pretty down the trough. Down the trough. Yeah, for like day <laughs> one pickups. I, I feel like I feel like because of everything that's happened, there's going to be delays and all that stuff, and the consoles are going to come out, and they're going to come out with like three games to their name. And they're going to be like, but you can still play all your old games on it. And then it's just like, yeah, but I could play them on my old thing. <laughs> you know, I'm, I don't really want to drop uh, $800 to $1,000 on the console then a couple hundred bucks on games just to feel satisfied in the middle of an economic crisis. And you're kind of just like, well, uh, I could just stick with the Switch that I've got a backlog of. Obviously, that's not going to satisfy the same need. And I'm 100% real, uh, like in realizing that, but like I just, yeah, there's a bit of it, and especially on Xbox side, if you've got a decent PC, it's just like you don't really need to either. 
Yeah. Realistically. Because I'm excited about what Microsoft's doing, but at the same time, like, you know, I, I guess I am in, in the position where I am actually like building a PC at the moment. Not everyone's building a PC or has a PC, but mm. um, like <laughs> I, I want to get, I want to play Halo Infinite. I want to play all the stuff on Game Pass. And while I sort of want the um, Xbox Series X because it will be more catered towards gaming and it will run games better than probably what my thousands of dollar PC will. No, maybe, yeah. I think it will just because it has like, it's able to do ray tracing and yeah. frame rates and all that. But Poo-poo. <laughs> like ray, tra- ray tracing looks nice, but at the end of the day, I don't feel like... Unless, un- unless okay, unless you've got a setup that allows for a big 4K TV... Mm-hmm. Gonna take up your slottier eyes, and it's like I can see every pixel with every fiber of my being. Um, you know, I don't think it's it's gonna really differentiate or make that much of a difference for the general yeah. populace. Like, like video with, gaming. With, with my current TV, absolutely not. It's no, a, I bought I bought my TV in 2013, and I bought it with the intention that Super Smash Bros. Uh, for Wii U was coming out, and I wanted like a, a nice crisp, a, yeah, a nice crisp TV which had you know good frame rate and had gaming mode and all of that. Whereas now, if you hook up a PlayStation 5 to my current TV, it's going to be like, all right, I don't notice much difference. Mm-hmm. But um, in September, Sony's actually releasing uh, two or a few brand new TVs that are actually branded, um, I think it's something along like supported by a PlayStation 5 or uh, no, it's ready for PlayStation 5. That's the branding. So it's going to support up to like 120 frames. Um, there's a, I think there's a 4K and an 8K option, which 8K is like just way, way out of what my budget will be. But how expensive are they going to be? Yeah, exactly. They're going to be very with, expensive TVs. With yeah. that tagline on top of it, and not to mention the fact that, um, you know, the other the other thing to really consider is the, those, those are yeah. coming out in September. They're not coming out at the same time as the console. Mm. So how much testing have they actually had to be like, this is going to be 100% the perfect TV that you're going to need for your PlayStation 5. I feel like that's a lot of very early money grabbing. Yeah, well, I guess we'll see. But like my current TV, that's a Sony and that works really well with the PS4. Like it turns on with your PlayStation just by turning it on. And oh, yeah. These new ones like the uh, DualSense will actually be able to control your TV without <laughs> without the PlayStation. Just I know that doesn't sound that much, but it just makes it real easy and... Um, convenient just to pick up your control. And I actually started using the remotes in my... Uh, the, so the batteries in my TV remote actually went flat. So I'm like, oh, fuck, how do I turn my volume up and down? So I, for the first time in years, I picked up the Wii U gamepad and now that is my um, remote control for the TV. Because <laughs> I've always had my Wii U hooked up and my um, gamepad is just on the, the on the dock at the bottom. Right. So I'm like, oh, I'll just pick that up and I press the TV button and ch- change the channel and... Volume up and down, and I was actually controlling the PlayStation Four with the Wii U gamepad <laughs> because, like, it, it the PlayStation Four works with the TV remote because it's a Sony TV, right? Yeah. And the gamepad access the TV remote, so I'm like scrolling through the menu and everything just on the gamepad, and it was Jesus. R- really weird feeling. I um, I've I've started uh, smart integrating my home. Oh, good. Yeah, smart boy. So I I, uh, I went and um. You know, paid paid my Telstra bills and all that, and you know, sort of gathered up and up points, and I got a two pack of Google Nests. So I'm just like, oh well, you know, I'll, I'll chuck one in front of my computer in case I want to be like, Google, tell me the goddamn weather. I want to know whether I'm gonna be able to get nice and tan tomorrow, whether I'm gonna be as wet as a floppy fish. Um, 
or you know and we've got one in the bedroom so it's just like whatever and then i just went and bought an android tv for the bedroom because my faithful tv that lasted me 10 years that uh, my grandmother bought off the shop floor for me um uh, died Ooh. and we haven't had a bedroom in the t- uh, a bedroom in the tv a tv <laughs> in the bedroom for a while um and you know that's just good for watching movies and stuff mm. so it was sort of just like all right go buy a kogan tv android tv sweet cool Play Android games on it. Was playing Final Fantasy Four on it. I'm like, <laughs> legend. This is, this is funny. <laughs> um, I hooked up my actual Steam link to it because the app Steam link is fucking terrible on on TVs. I've found out unless you. Oh, got there's like an a, app for it. Oh my god, for Steam Link. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Steam Link, like actual physical Steam links, have been discontinued. Yeah. Okay. So in favor of the app. Um, but I like the physical Steam links because they're actually made for the job. Yeah. You know, I so. couldn't imagine a TV having good enough sort of Wi-Fi to even keep up with it. Uh, it's It's been pretty fine because I, I do all my Netflix and everything through my TV. Like, no problem whatsoever. And it's to the point where I can go, hey, Google, turn main bedroom TV on. It's like, okay, turning main bedroom TV on. And then it will do that. And we're like, hey, Google, um, search Netflix for, uh, I guess the Umbrella Academy is what we're, what we're watching at the moment. It's like, all right, turning on Umbrella Academy and then it'll come on and then it'll be like, hm, that's a touch lad. Hey, Google, turn volume down. And then I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> crank volume right up. Crank, <laughs> crank the volume right up to 11. Like, But yeah, uh, there's been times where Arthur, because Arthur runs away with the remotes and then you lose them and then you're like, God damn it, how am I going to be able to use my goddamn TV? Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, I'll just use Google. And Google, please turn on the TV. <laughs> Come be Google turn turn activate TV now, but it's been you yeah. know it's been really handy and it, it, it like uh, integrates with most apps and stuff like that. And it's just when you were thinking about like uh, you know oh my PS4 you know turns yeah uh, a Samsung TV like all TVs have started doing that with just about anything that powers on that's connected to it now. Mm. Like the Samsung TV that we had at the at the house in Roper we were staying in. Uh, I'll put my Switch in there because I'm just like, you know, we'll play party games or whatever. And we did a couple of times, but nothing too extravagant like people playing Just Dance or whatever. Yeah. And um, there was a time where I was like, yeah, I feel like playing an hour of Breath of the Wild or something. Nobody's using the TV. I'll, I'll do that. And then, uh, you know, I just chuck my Switch in the dock, hold the home button on my controller and all of a sudden zip zop back up like within half a second. I'm like, sweet. You know, TV was off. As soon as I put my Switch in, it just come right back up and it's like, here you go. <laughs> I'm like oh, cool. crazy times, crazy oh. times. TV's turning on. It's just I think, phenomenal. I, I think I think it's just the case of like technology's really getting ahead now, and I feel like um, like a going. I know it's you know sort of whatever, but I think Android Android TVs are pretty much the way to go these days. I feel like I feel like having all that accessibility with all those apps and stuff like that. They're really really made for bigger screens, whether it be Twitch or YouTube or, you know, stuff like that. I feel like mm. they're really well integrated into Android TV. Yeah. And then the fact that you can control everything with Google Home and home automation is becoming a bigger thing these days. It's uh, really handy. It'd be nice to have like a garage roller door then it'd be like, all right, hey, Google, roll up the garage door. It's like, okay. <laughs> it's like you're in bed. Hey, uh, Google, bring me my Nintendo Switch. I just realized we're probably activating like everyone's Google setups. Hey, Google. <laughs> hey, Google. Show me a picture of a Google. Ha-ha! <laughs> there we go. Um, what about uh, uh, Alexa? <laughs> Shh, Google. 
It's okay, mate. We don't have to worry about it. No, not the Wiggles. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to play the Wiggles? Uh, yeah, just I think I guess it said that uh, I said the Wiggles. And I said no. I'm sh- Google. It's okay. Hey Google, show me a picture a picture of the giggles. Of the giggles. Does it listen to me? <laughs> what it sh- what it show? What does it have? Ah yes, the giggles. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> For context, there's just like some like chicken clown makeup with a row of really gnarly teeth with like blood dripping off them. It's like, yes, that's the giggles, <laughs> alright. That's the giggles. Oh, that's that surely gives me the giggles. Let's uh because I have got um an iPhone here, you've got your Android phone. Let's put Siri and uh Google against one another. We'll say, hey, whatever. What's the house of Mario? We'll see what it says. All right. So, hey Siri, what's the house of Mario? All right, so very boring answer. It just came up with our Twitter and stuff. Okay. Um, it came up with something, Nintendo.fandom.com. It's just called Mario's House. I'm going to click on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, Google, what is the house of Mario? According to Lakebet, the house of Mario is a weekly Nintendo podcast that it. celebrates all aspects of Nintendo, games, community, and culture. From 8bit.net too. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So there you go, you know. You're telling me Google's inferior. (laughs) I I always appreciate how when you ask Google something, it tells you. But with Siri, it's like, I found something on the web. It's like, I I don't want it. I just want you to get all the information and give it to me verbally. Yeah, I just want quick consumption. Yeah. You know, and uh, that's why why the Google nests have been handy at home as well because it's kind of just like... Just ask it something. Yeah. Hey, what does it? What does autonomy mean, or some some crap like that? Just so you can sort of like quickly, you know, conjunct words. Like you're reading an article or something, and you're like, "What the shit does that mean?" So you say it. You're like, "Hey, Google, what does this mean?" And then she just reads it out to you without having to go and Google what it means. You're just doing it verbally. Hmm. Don't have to worry about it. I mean, but Siri did help you find this. So this is on <laughs> fandom.com, and this is the page for Mario's house. So Mario's house, also known as the Mario Bros house or Mario's pad, first appeared in the German club Nintendo series of Mario comics and was later featured, oh God, I can't get the word out, prominently in the various Mario RPG games. So wow, that's a bit of background for Mario's house. Not the house of Mario, it's a very different place to where Mario lives. The pad of Mario. Yeah, well Mario actually doesn't live here to um, anyone out there who's, just assumes that the house of Mario is where Mario lives. He doesn't live here at all. No, Mario turned into the house. Yeah, Mario is the house. We're inside. We're inside Mario. He, that's what happens when you say, when you finally save the princess from every danger. He goes, "I have done my work. I must go." And then he just turns into a house. He just inflates, and we just walk into him. And then, uh, and then it plays the music for him. He goes, and he wakes up as a baby somewhere and has to do it again from childbirth. Oh, with the stalks and all dropping on Yoshi's Island, he's got to do it all, all over again because he lost the game. You know, he lost his life. <laughs> got to start from a new one. He's got to do it all again. And just think about how many lives he's stocked up at this point. If you only need a hundred coins to get a one-up, as soon as he's earning wages, he's making like 26, 26 one-ups an hour. Wow, that's a that's a lot of one-ups, you know. That is an extraordinary amount of one-ups. Yeah, that, that, is a, that is a lot of one-ups. 26 one-ups an hour. Imagine how many 
he has stacked up to the point where he's like, God damn, I just can't do it anymore. How many one-ups does it take to buy Mario's house or Mario's pad? How much did he buy it for? How much do you reckon? How much does the house in the Mushroom Kingdom market go for? Oh, well, it's made of a mushroom. It is so, made of mushroom, yeah. You know, a bit more of a toadstool, really. Well, yeah. yeah, but it, that sounds bad. Like, that sounds like you're chopping up toads. Yeah, well, yeah, but you're not. You're converting, not converting them into housing structures. Because hmm. how, how much did we buy the house of Mario for back in the day? It was like, you know, 120 one-ups, really. It was a fair bit. But it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. With inflation, it'll cost a bit more now. We make our money back now. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, what was it? How many years ago now? <laughs> How many years ago? Years ago for what? Did we did we pick up the house, obviously? No, three years ago. Three years ago? Yeah. yeah. You're saying we bought it at episode one. We didn't do any renovation. I think we bought it a bit before that. You know, so no, we we just walk straight in and go. All right, let's set, let's uh, discuss. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, okay, well, we'll go off your three years then, right? Um, and we will put it under the assumption that interest rates have climbed about five point six percent. You know, so you put a bit of interest on, you pay it off. We, mm. we paid it off, paid it off immediately because we're not stupid. No, we're not. Um, we're not. We're not daft. No. No. Um, at five percent of one one twenty, you know, so yeah. You take that down to 10%, right? And that's uh, 12. So we've earned approximately six one-ups on the house. Well, yeah. yeah so far, yeah. yeah. And that's a, yeah, 12,000 12, coins as well. So, yeah, it takes a, that's a fair few levels to get through. And make sure you're 100%. I'm getting all the red coins as well. That really helps with uh, getting a home loan at the end of the day too because the banks will look at that and go, you know, you're 100% at multiple levels and <laughs> you've gotten those, all, all the Yoshi coins as well. They're a big one. A lot of points. Um, the banks like points, especially. Do you, especially rem- do you remember when blue coins were a currency? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know, they're yeah. no longer a thing anymore. They were so hard to earn. Like, you just had to find them. Like, like, do I go to work and earn just gold coins or do I just look around the local parks and that and get blue coins? Yeah, you know, they might be hidden up a tree. You know, there might be a conspicuous switch somewhere that makes you slide down into a bottomless pit to grab mm. them. You never know. Yeah, just... But I'm glad we finally, you know, have our own house here, and we've got a very nice housemate and Reggie, and just I think it's all worked out in the end. Reggie, Reggie's a pretty smooth dude too. Like he pours a good glass of champers. He does. Good job, man. Yeah, said. Yeah. Hi, Nintendo fan. Smooth jazz. Ooh, Reggie's back. Smooth and alcohol. Yeah, he has a gone. Sl- he has a slight bit of amnesia. Uh, you know, sometimes he walks in and he's like, oh, "I better play the theme song. The boys are here," and then he's like, "Oh wait, I've already done that today." Yeah, look. and then he backs out. Yeah, he's gone out there and he, here he comes. He comes back again. I didn't Reggie. All right, we, Mate. We, get, all right, we get it, Reggie. All right, that's enough. Thanks, bud. All right, yeah. Yeah. All right. You know, you know, you know we love you, mate. Yep. We do enjoy his company. <laughs> I don't know what the hell this episode's about. It's not about anything, <laughs> you know. Uh, it's, uh, just, it's just one of those dry weeks. Where it's one just of those like weeks, we, yeah. Yeah, because we want to talk about things, but, you know, with with gaming being as stagnant as it is in terms of news right now, it's really hard. Um, obviously we've had the big PlayStation event you've already talked about that we've had uh, the Xbox reveal event you've already talked about that I don't know if I did uh, didn't you? no okay well all you really need to, <laughs> all you really need to know about that is a new Fable is coming out after one being cancelled uh, Halo Infinite is looking 
pretty subpar to many people and the dev had the devs have said hey it's kind of in a beta build leave it alone we're trying our best <laughs> leave it alone leave halo alone <laughs> leave it alone we're trying our best um and then you had some uh, you know other things i guess that were there actually i really enjoyed the showcase and i thought it was good but I- it- I, I enjoyed it a fair bit and like, I didn't enjoy it as much as the PlayStation event, but um, I think like with the PlayStation event, there's lots of games that sort of caught my eye. And I'm like, that'll be fun to play. But if you're, go- if you're going to go and get all the games you're interested in, it'll cost you like like 500 bucks to go and get all those games and play them and whether you enjoy them or whatever, that's you know up to you. Questionable, but, yeah. But with this one, it's like, oh, I had the exact same thing. I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. That looks interesting. But with they're all on Game Pass. So you're actually able to dabble in all of them if you want to. Which is going to be the magic about it coming unlike, in the next generation. Yeah, unlike what PlayStation's doing where it's like it's traditional. And, and of course, it's like what Nintendo's doing as well. I think that's almost a drive to support them this mm. generation. Like, I feel like, not that not that it's 100% the smartest business decision in the world in terms of money making on their side. You know, obviously, they're not earning a shit ton of money off of Game Pass. They're sort of earning like a gradual income that like, you know, they wouldn't be earning as much of on the big, big, like, release weeks where it's just like, bang, I'll buy that. Um, but I really do support the kind of model that they're looking at, especially in current times where, you know, a lot of people are losing their jobs and just want an escape and, you know, Game Pass is a little, little bit of money, but you get a whole library of games to do something with. It's not asking for you know, $60 a month or whatever you have, mm. what have you, you know, it's a flat payment of in Australia. It's like $15 a month to cover both your Xbox and PC. And you get a whole library of games to sort of just lose yourself in. If you're one of those unfortunate people that are just like, well, I don't have a job anymore mm. and I need something to do with myself until something can arise. Yeah. Actually, this, this is something I've been thinking about like the last week or two weeks, whatever it's been. Like, I really do appreciate what, um, Xbox is doing and I will be um, you know subscribing to Game Pass and getting a Series X and that like eventually um, whether that's at launch or later down the line next year but as much as I like what they're doing I don't want the whole industry to shift to this I don't necessarily want PlayStation and Nintendo to do exactly what they're doing I don't and think you'll ever get Nintendo to do it but yeah no but like with with the position Xbox was in where they're like in real know they 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 were in trouble like and they didn't really have the i guess the nostalgia and the franchises and the really talented developers to go against what Nintendo and PlayStation were doing so a big move like this was really important for them and it's kind of a move only they could have um started off doing because of all the money they've got behind with Microsoft but in saying that it is going to affect how Microsoft's games are developed maybe not for every single one maybe like, oh, what we've seen with Halo is that the multiplayer is going free to play. So that's a big shift for that series. Like Gears of War and Fable, they might be, you know, triple A games still. But a lot of the other games, like you can see like with Double Fine, they're sort of picked up then because they'll be able to put out more smaller games more quickly. And that's going to be better suited for Game Pass. And other ways like how they're going to monetize their games, wherever it is through, um, you know, just microtransactions or whatever it is, you're gonna. We are going to see ways of subsidising development costs for those games. But with something like The Last of Us Part Two, like that is a game that took five years, millions and millions of dollars 
PlayStation pump that money into that game to make money back on the game, but also to uh, make people buy the PlayStation 4, make people think about getting the PlayStation 5. And then all of the third-party games that are on that, they get 30% cut of every game sold on that. And that's how that's the major way they make money on their platform. And that's the, that's the same case with Nintendo as well. Because um, you, you can see, like, without that sort of drive to make people go and buy that hardware so they can get their cut of revenue from all the third parties, I don't think that... Um, I don't think we'll see, like, the big amount of money going into each game. But, yeah... It's going to be interesting to sort of be on the be a spectator of the games industry for the next five years. See where all this goes because we did see this in the in the music industry too. And like you know, the music industry was in just so much trouble. Yeah. So um, Spotify and Apple Music and all that was an important part of uh, getting money back into artists' pockets, apart from just tours and that. But yeah, yeah, the games industry wasn't necessarily there and apart from like uh, mobile games where it was a race to the bottom and I think um, the subscription services like Apple Arcade and that have helped those sort of fragments of the games industry because it makes uh, developers feel, um, I guess, uh, a bit more easy putting out quality stuff on mobile, knowing that people will play it and that they'll get a kickback from uh, Google and Apple. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see where PlayStation goes with this and in Nintendo. but. I think, think I think the biggest concern mainly is is that how uh, Microsoft is going to support this long term because they're not going to be able to just drop it now. No, no, that they they are in it. They are dedicated to it. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see how it gets supported in the long term. But it has been out for a while now, and there hasn't been any real general complaints about the actual service itself. I can't believe it's been like three years. It still feels like it came out like a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the other thing—the other thing to take away from it is—is is it's actually probably more of a way for people to get more revenue off their dying game than anything. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Which is like, I think that is why is it, why it's so appealing because it's like, well, shit, my indie game or this studio is like, well, my game is no longer on shelves, and it's just like, well, if we put it on Game Pass, we at least get like a steady stream of cash flow from that title anyway, and like, you know what, um. I think I think that's great, and it's it's a good way to keep um, older games rolling, not uh, snag, stagnate so much. Because um, something you'll find, you know, with something that's not you know first party or third party, huge developer, whatever, mm. you know, stuff like maybe like Deadly Ponchos. Do you remember Deadly Ponchos? Yeah, I I do. That name is kind of familiar. It was one of those first PlayStation Plus games that ever really hit PlayStation Plus when the PS4 came out. And I loved Deadly Ponchos. It was a really cool game. Um, But its community is non-existent because, uh, you know, it was a PS Plus game at some point. It is now no longer a PS Plus game if uh, you missed the opportunity to grab it while it was there. And now all of a sudden, you know, it, it's hard to find people for that game. So there's no point, no point anybody buying it because it's primarily a multiplayer game. And you're like, well, I guess that game's just dead in the water now. Now, if you put that on Game Pass, your friends and whatever, you've all got Game Pass. You can just be like, hey, I found this game called Secret Ponchos. Yeah, and exactly. Like, that's the way I feel about it. I'll be getting a PS5. I'll obviously always have a Nintendo platform. And now Xbox has really given me a reason to be with them as well like i'll be getting whatever naughty dogs putting out on playstation i'll be getting whatever nintendo's putting out on on nintendo platforms but now with the xbox it 
like if you want a multiplayer game, like oh, like for example, if I'm playing something on PlayStation, I'm like oh, do you have the latest Call of Duty? It's like no, nah, I'm not really interested in it. All right, do you have this game? Oh yeah, but whatever. But on the, on the Xbox side of things, like um, do you have Game Pass? Yeah. So like, well, um, you look through your options. You got Sea of Thieves. You got whatever third person game. You got Gears of War. You got Halo. You got all these games that you have access to. Yeah. And you can be like, all right, just download. You can like play maybe five things that night. Just go through it on Xbox Live with your party. Yeah. Just smash it. Yeah. Yeah. Just have fun. Yeah. And I think that's uh, I think that's the big takeaway from Game Pass is that it does keep life in games that have gone past their expiry date. Mm. I guess, uh, and a lot of those, a lot of those indie titles that are multiplayer only or multiplayer focused, um, really get a second chance again, and that's I think pretty important in general. Yeah. Uh, I mean the the whole uh, you know games with gold and PS Plus uh, free games of the month thing like that does something for them, but it doesn't do enough for them. Yeah, I mean, PlayStation you know. Plus, like, Rocket League is one of the biggest examples that that game just got kickstarted with PlayStation Plus because mm-hmm. of the instant install base, people were just playing it. Yeah. And that's what multiplayer games need at foremost is just people playing it. So when you go into it, you've got people to play. You see, yeah. We've seen multiple games on Switch that just didn't have an audience playing it just from the very start. What was that What was that? Uh, Mexican-themed game like ages ago when you, you, get, sh- you get shot and you get, like, smaller Forgot what it was called. Yeah, off the top I, of my I head. can't remember do you, either. Do you sort of remember what I, I'm I do, about? I do remember what you're talking about. Yeah, and that game, it came out with problems at launch because it was a smaller team. And with an online game, you know, people just dropped it straight away and it just, it died so quick. Yeah, um, that's a shame. Yeah, but if that game was, say, on Game Pass and you find out a few months later but oh it's actually good now you can just jump back into it yeah that's right yeah. and you can tell your friends about it like oh well i'll download it i never actually heard about it at launch so i'll jump into it now yeah and that's something the other two platforms don't have yeah. that xbox has yeah which is uh really really magical when you think about it. it it's it's a good it's a good backlog of all this shit that people don't even think about anymore and not to say shit as in like <laughs> you know it's garbage but like just all these games um perfect dark zero oh yeah oh yeah that's a thing we could go back and that's the thing you download rare replay or whatever and you're like oh let's play some perfect dark zero that'd be weird and wonky the the best bit about it is like something like uh forza horizon 4 like that is a game i would happily pay for and i've in the past i've paid for the second one and the third game in that that particular series and when that came to game pass i'm like i just like go onto my xbox and download it i'm like okay it's just like such a weird feeling it's like i'll yeah. happily give you 80 dollars. <laughs> yeah yeah and i mean like if they want to do that with their first party titles and shit that's totally fine um yeah i'm not gonna say no. no i'm not either but i i do think the primary thing of game pass is 100 percent down to that backlog of old games being permanent for one for like absolute one like if somebody jumps into PlayStation Plus now after six or seven years of the PS4 being out, they're like, I'm going to finally pick up a PlayStation 4. They've got no PS Plus games. They've missed out on a huge catalogue of games that have mm-hmm. already come to it yeah. because they weren't subscribed for that month. But Game Pass is just like, well, as long as you've got Game Pass, it's pretty much going to be there. And the only time they're going to remove games is when people literally are not playing them or even bothering to try. Yeah, it'd be like it would be interesting to see if PlayStation do take an approach where their um 
I guess they're doing a Game Pass situation, but they're not going all in like Microsoft and putting all their first-party games on there. Like sort of look at Game Pass now just without Microsoft's titles. Yeah, I wonder if they'll do something like that. I think that's a day one move for Xbox too, though. Like I think their intention behind that is merely just, hey, you've picked up a Series X. Uh, here's some games for you to play on it without any additional costs. There you go. Which will already stifle the price of you know buying the xbox one x straight up as in comparison to ps5 because the ps5 you're going to have to buy games straight up and it's it just looks a bit more appealing in the consumer eye and depending on how these two consoles are priced is going to very largely you know break that break that ball again because i mean it's already proven in the past that saving a couple hundred bucks can and will make you you know, consider the other option mm. because it happened with PlayStation 3. Yeah. You know, so. So do you feel like you're going to pick up one of these consoles this year or early next year? <sighs> it, it's hard to tell at this point. Like I'd like to be able to do it, but at the same time, um, depending on what I'm doing with my own funds and yeah. you know, all that, I think I think it's a very important discussion that sort of needs to come yeah. closer to the actual launch date and when we know the prices yeah. and when it's actually worth the well, time. Well, say, say if someone says, all right, here's 500 bucks. Um, to go and put a pre-order on for ADB games, which one would you go for out of the, the two? Probably the Series X. Only because I know um, Only because I know. at the end of the day, if I pay for Game Pass, which I already am, I'm already going to have a bunch of games to play at launch, da, 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 all good. I've historically played all three anyway, so it's not a huge deal. Um, I would pick up the PlayStation eventually. But with that in mind, you know, just having that Game Pass there, the fact that I've got that functionality between my PC and I'm such a big PC person, um, mm. it just works out better for me. Um, I do feel like Microsoft are making more consumer-friendly business decisions these days that may or may not affect my choice as well as it goes on because I want to support good consumer decisions. So I feel like, you know, that that's probably where I'd want to go. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. Um, and I, it sort of depends on what the launch lineup is. I feel like I'm pretty much even on both of them. But I guess the thing is much like I'll always own a Nintendo platform because I love their games and you can only get them on um, Nintendo. Uh, it's the same with PlayStation. I'll probably never want to not own a PlayStation just because I really like a lot of their studios whereas um i'm not necessarily attached to xbox exclu- exclusives but i am really enjoying their services i still feel which is a great reason to go and buy one i still feel like that's in a uh, sort of like a hard situation anyway because it does it does feel like as time goes on playstation are still trying to break into a further market by delaying like well with pc obviously you've got horizon zero dawn coming and that's probably where i'm going to play it and i'm going to be dead honest with you i have not ever touched that game Mm. um i'm interested in it obviously because it is like something i would probably enjoy um but i've never touched it because i'm sort of just like "Mm, i'll uh, give it a pass and launch i don't really have the money to do it but here coming on pc they've stifled that delayed it back a couple months a couple months, couple years, and they're putting it out on PC, and I'm kind of just like, yeah, good time to jump on. Yeah, that's right, yeah. and I think that's going to happen a lot with a lot of things as well, especially with Atlas releasing Persona 4 Gold on PC. 
and it's becoming the number one JRPG within literally a few days on Steam um, and stuff like that. I think a lot of consideration is being done on developers' sides that are typically PlayStation exclusive where they're just like, maybe we can benefit off this yeah. rather than just being exclusive because that's that's the problem with exclusivity for third parties as well is as nice as it is having that brand recognition um like loyalty to a specific console i i think people these days just don't really care as much as they used to like buy the playstation you get persona it's like oh sony gives you a bit of money um <laughs> but i don't think it's as important as it used to be anymore and i feel like you know if people are pissed off enough they're just gonna be like i just guess i'll just emulate it then <laughs> you know <laughs> and that's what and that's what they'll do that's what they'll do because you know technology is more advanced and you don't have to worry about you know not having the capable hardware anymore because most hardware will run an emulator yeah and you can i know like with uh i guess um playstation strategy with horizon is put it on pc and when horizon forbidden west comes out on ps5 they're gonna hope that like some pc games might be like, oh well i really enjoyed playing that now i want to play the second one on the ps5 and i will buy the ps5 to play it I nice. guess I guess that's sort of their um, thought, but I can see a future where PlayStation Studios is the brand, and they're just sort of wherever they need to be, similar to what Xbox is doing. It is it is totally not going to be like that because PlayStation players are uh, sorry PC players are mm. going to play it with a keyboard and mouse and go, wow, this is fluid, and then they're going to try it on PlayStation. <laughs> they're going to be like, fuck me. <laughs> Playing Plant Horizon with keyboard and mouse sounds. Ugh. No, it'd be magical. <laughs> Oh, sure. Freeform aiming. You get your whole hand to move your fucking aim. Oh, yeah. You know, pinpoint accuracy, you know. It, it's it's difficult making pinpoint accurate motions with your thumb in comparison to your hand. So you get a nice pinpoint accuracy with your hand and very, very easily adjustable speeds. Now, you enjoy your adjustable speeds on your wrist. Well, listen, you know, hopefully you'll understand when you've got your nice big shiny rig there in a couple months' time or whenever the fudge you're buying it, um, and you'll uh, come to understand it. You'll well, come to understand it. That moment may never come, or it might come very soon. I don't know. I'm almost, I'm almost surprised you didn't just go and buy a big O. Bigger O. What's a big O? Uh, it's the Origin PC that's got a... PC and a PS4 all in one. Oh, that would be thing. sick. That would be pretty sick. Uh, yeah. Surprisingly, in some cases, it's like, oh yeah, that's a cool idea, but uh, because they actually have to take out a PS4 and put it in a case and whatever and stuff like that, things go wrong with the heating issues, and you know sometimes mm. it doesn't work out. Like uh, I can't remember who it was, whether it was Linus or someone, but they had one of them that would. It was a. Uh, Keep overheating. Yeah, I, I've watched the video. I yeah. can't remember now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, um, yeah, I, I, I would, I would, I would like to see where the concept of that goes. Whether they actually do become their own PlayStation Studios thing and just not stress about where they're putting their games on the platform. Because mm. I feel like at the end of the day, it's just going to be more money for them anyway. And I think they're starting to get that. They're kind of just like, well, we could just make more money out of anything we put our games on, because. Yeah, they could. <laughs> yeah, because a, a lot of, um, like for PlayStation and Xbox, obviously Xbox has proven this, but it doesn't really matter where these games are. But with Nintendo, I feel like they're like just the, the gimmicks or the ideas in their 
hardware are just oh, so yeah. entwined with what their games are. That's not going to change for Nintendo. Mm. Like Nintendo, ever since the Wii has become a gimmick company. Yeah. In, like, in, in a good way, I feel like. I don't oh, feel yeah, like yeah, it's for a bad... sure. Yeah, no, I don't think it's bad yeah. either. You know, the DS and uh, the Wii were obviously both really big smash out hits to the point where they pretty much tried to go, here is the DS2. Here is the Wii 2 but it has a portable screen on it. And then they're like, ah, yes, the DS2 sold well. The portable Wii did not. Let's <laughs> translate that idea and put the Wii into a portable console uh, with the ability to dock into a TV. So that's like combining our really successful handheld, uh, the 3DS, uh, in in the portability aspect, and then the Wii in the Joy-Con motion control aspect, and it's like, ah, yes, that worked, little Timmy. Um, now we have a successful console. It's it's the pen, pineapple pen. Yeah, it actually <laughs> con- is. Like, I have a pen. I have an apple. <laughs> apple pen. When you put it like that, it's like, oh no. I have a pen. I have pineapple. Ah, oh, pineapple pen. You know, you know when that. All the news came out that they were um, merging their handheld and their console divisions together. Yeah. And so you can imagine like Nintendo headquarters and like you zoom in. And it's just the video for that song. <laughs> I have a pen. I, I have, have a Wii. I have a 3DS. Uh, Wii 3DS. Uh. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that's the song. Yeah. <laughs> You're not getting any further than that. Yeah, well, I was hoping for some, some exclusive lyrics here. I think that's a good place to end the, yeah, end end the show. Yeah, I think we're stir crazy about it now. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, if you've gotten to this point, thank you so much because this episode was one of the most just, I don't, I don't know. I just think we needed to chat. Yeah, just have a chat. Have a good know, chat. Yeah. Yeah. Not much going on this week. Just needed to... Th- yes. So, <laughs> so everybody, thank you very much for listening to The House of Murray, episode 153. If you enjoy the show, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts uh, and we'll uh, read it on the show, which will be lots of fun. It helps out the show a lot and we've been charting quite a lot in uh, Timmy has in a recent. Mm-hmm. Oh, Timmy, yeah. Oh, Timmy. Uh, and uh, last week we actually charted in Chile in both, yeah. in both the video game charts and the leisure charts, which is very cool. So thank you to... I guess everyone who listens to us in Chile. Hell yeah, Chile. I don't know how many people listen to us in Chile, but if you listen to us in Chile, let us know. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And chuck that review on there. Yeah, just chuck it on there. Yeah, and even if it's not five star, we just want to hear from you. Yeah, and we you, keep... You put it at one star. No, no. <laughs> don't you fucking do that, you cheeky boys and girls out there. Um, and we've been consistently in the Australia and Denmark charts going up and down, up and down, up and down. We haven't oh, left, yeah. so that's pretty cool. So, if you'd like to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at Ruby. You can follow the show at The House of Mario. And you can follow Bryce here at IV Revan. And I'd like to thank our Patreon producers, Sam, Luke, and DJ. Thank you very much. I did forget last week. I've been a bad boy. Bad boy. You're the band, Drew. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you guys very much for supporting us financially over on Patreon. Very much appreciated. Mm-hmm. And Bryce, um, of course, you can f- go and check out our Discord community and uh, join the chatter in there. Yeah, we've got plenty of chatter in there. bit too much chatter, you know? Oh, it's, it's all been <laughs> Pokemon Go the last last few days. It actually has been just like, hey. Oh, let's yeah. 
let's go in a radius. <laughs> Catch all the danger noodles. By the way, Holly, uh, Jamie's significant other, Holly, uh, caught a, a, a shiny Rayquaza from one of each of our raids. Mm. And that I am very upset about. Holly, give me one. <laughs> yeah. I demand it. <laughs> I think Jamie might be getting one before either oh. of us plebs get one. They were from our raids. <laughs> ah, the pain. Nah, well, we did that intentionally. That's our gift for her. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not to Jamie, just to, just just to her. <laughs> just give two to her, none to Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. Uh, so this week's Nintendo jukebox is a song called "Quote Wii U Was Underappreciated." <laughs> And it's a part of the album Nostalgic Beats 2. And it's by BKNAPP. So, very cool stuff. Bookanap. Yeah. Is that how you... Would you pronounce it just Bookanap? Or would you just do the letters? I don't even know if some of these names I read out on this goddamn show. Don't even know. BKNAPP. It's all in capitals, so you know, whatever. So, so guys, until next week. The doors to the house of Mario are closed. Oh, catch you later.